Mark your calendars! The ADCES 24 Annual Conference parades into New Orleans August 9-12, through 12, 2024. Registration opens March 26, but you can start planning your trip now. Get ready to seize opportunities to connect, learn, and optimize your diabetes care and education practice. Stay tuned for updates at adces24.org. Hello and welcome to AADE's podcast, The Huddle, Conversations with the Diabetes Care Team. In each episode, we speak with guests from across the diabetes care space to bring you perspectives, issues, and updates that elevate your role, inform your practice, and ignite your passion. I'm Kate Thomas, the Director of Advocacy at AADE, and we've got a great show for you. Today, we're talking about what's happening on Capitol Hill and what that means for you. We're going with an interesting format today. Instead of interviewing a guest from the diabetes care team, we're gonna be talking today, just providing a brief snapshot of what's happening on Capitol Hill. So we're recording on Thursday, November 14th, and as many of you have been following on the news, the House of Representatives recently returned from a brief recess last week in early November, and they've begun a series of public hearings for the House impeachment inquiry into the president. And as you've seen and can imagine, this has taken up a lot of airtime. This has taken up a lot of policy time and has diverted a lot of the attention of Congress, both in the House and the Senate, to deal with this impeachment inquiry. And so we, we wanted to talk a little bit today about what that means and what are some of the other policy priorities on the Hill and what we might think will happen between now and the end of the year. So as I mentioned, the priority right now in the House has been the impeachment inquiry, and we're looking at a few other priorities going into next week. Congress is expected to act the week of November 18th, so beginning on Monday, to pass a continuing resolution to fund the government after November 21st, when the current continuing resolution expires. There's not a lot of concern that this won't happen. The House has come out and said that they're expecting to pass this government-wide temporary spending bill to keep the government and federal agencies running likely through the end of December. And so this would forestall any government shutdown and allow the House to continue to work towards their impeachment hearings and all that is associated with that. Um, I read an interesting headline today that said um, Congress punts shutdown conversation from Thanksgiving to Christmas. So we'll revisit this back in December, but all systems seem to indicate that they will vote on this next week. Another priority of Congress has been both in both chambers, the House and the Senate, to look at drug pricing and doing some type of comprehensive drug pricing overhaul. And insulin would certainly be a component of this. Last month, the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi introduced H.R. 3, the Lower Drug Costs Now Act. This comprehensive legislation would address the high cost of medications, and some of those key provisions include allowing the government to negotiate the price of insulin and possibly up to 250 other drugs, capping out-of-pocket costs for beneficiaries, and requiring drug companies to pay the government rebates if they raise the cost of drugs over the rate of inflation. This legislation in the past couple of weeks has been reviewed and approved by the House Energy and Commerce, Ways and Means and Education and Labor Committees, and now the bill has to go to the House floor for consideration. 
And we were anticipating that this legislation would go to the House floor for consideration sometime after that November recess, so sometime the week of November 12th. But due to the impeachment hearing, it's really looking like this will be considered sometime in December, if at all, by the end of the year. Um, this proposal is um, quite by, quite partisan um, in terms of having primarily Democratic support in the House, and it's unlikely that there would be some type of bipartisan resolution on the House bill at this time. Um, but in the Senate, there's also some legislation that has been introduced. So Senate Finance Committee Chair Chuck Grassley, he is a Republican from Iowa, and the ranking Democrat Ron Wyden from Oregon. They've introduced their own bipartisan drug bill, the Prescription Drug Pricing Reduction Act of 2019. This would make changes to Medicare by adding an out-of-pocket maximum for beneficiaries and capping drug price increases at the rate of inflation, among some other provisions. And there's some talk that this is going through a redraft right now, so we may see a different version of this bill. Again, trying to build that bipartisan support in the Senate, and I don't believe it's, it's quite there yet. So certainly drug conversations are at the top of everyone's mind. And a recent um, Kaiser Health News article showed that there was general consensus that this was a top priority for Americans and top priority for lawmakers. But due to politics and due to the election and due to some other factors, they weren't sure if this was going to get done in any type of meaningful way. So this is something that AADE is watching closely. We've been trying to report to our members and to find out more about these federal drug pricing conversations and some other state level initiatives. I would encourage you to subscribe to the Advocacy Forum on my AADE network. This is if you go to the homepage of my AADE network, you scroll to the bottom right hand side and you'll see an icon that says Advocacy Forum. Click on that and you'll see a subscribe button. You'll get posts on our, on our forum site. There's access to materials and files. And we try to post weekly updates with relevant information of things that are happening in Congress. So moving on, those are some of the general congressional activities going on right now. It's certainly a busy time. But there are a few other updates that may be more specific and more of interest to diabetes care and education specialists. We've had a lot of grassroots outreach on our piece of legislation, the Expanding Access to Diabetes Self-Management Training Act. That's H.R. 1840 in the House and S. 814 in the Senate. I'm excited to report that we currently have 56 co-sponsors on the House bill and 13 co-sponsors on the Senate bill. And a co-sponsor is a member of Congress that adds their name as a supporter of the legislation. So this is a public showing of support for legislation and members of Congress and the champions of the bill, they try to build that list to show that there really is strong support in order to move that bill through a committee or have a hearing or markup or finally and hopefully bring it to the House or Senate floor for a final vote. So we wanna to continue to build that support. And I have to give a shout out to our fabulous advocates who have just really taken this advocacy for the bill and have run with it. So um, as you know, back in May, we had our public policy forum in Washington, DC. We had, uh, I think over 60 attendees and we did close to 120 Hill meetings. 
And since that time, we've really been trying to follow up with all of those offices. And most recently, we've been trying to build bipartisan support for the bill. We had a lot of Democrats sign on to the legislation over the summer, and we want to keep it balanced. It's a bipartisan bill. Diabetes is not a partisan issue. Everybody is impacted by diabetes in some way. So we've been trying to build Republican support for this legislation. And so we've been doing a lot of outreach to Republicans on key committees. So these committees are the committees that have jurisdiction over healthcare or Medicare, and those include the House Ways and Means Committee, the House Energy and Commerce Committee, and the Senate Finance Committee. So if you're thinking about this, you're hearing this podcast, and you have some Republican connections, then you'd be happy to make that outreach, or your member of Congress is a Republican, please do so. We are, are trying to make those personal connections and empower diabetes care and education specialists to take that next step and develop those congressional relationships. A few other things, we um, every piece of legislation that eventually goes through the process and is passed typically gets a score from the Congressional Budget Office. And this is a, a price tag, for lack of a better term, to assess how much this legislation would cost. And right now we're in the process of requesting a directional score from the Congressional, Congressional Budget Office to see would this legislation present a savings to the system or would there be a cost to the system. And once we have this information, we can share that with our, our co-sponsors or potential co-sponsors, and that helps people make decisions about how they support legislation and what other steps we might need to take to boost our advocacy efforts. Other things, we've had groups on the Hill, in addition to AADE members supporting our advocacy efforts and engaging in grassroots, the Diabetes Advocacy Alliance, of which AADE is a member, they've hosted a Hill Day last Wednesday with some follow-up meetings on Tuesday to reach out to key offices. The Diabetes Patient Advocacy Coalition, DPAC, they hosted a Hill Day on Tuesday, November 12th. Just groups coming together to build support for this legislation. And for more information on the bill, we have a whole dedicated page on our website, www.diabeteseducator.org. You can go there, you can read about the bill, what it does, get some talking points, and also visit our Legislative Action Center where you can send a letter to your member of Congress. You could tweet your member of Congress, which is a really easy thing to do because the site itself, the Legislative Action Center, populates that information for you and you just your message is pre-populated and it sends it right off via the system. Also um, happening in the past couple of weeks is a new piece of legislation that would expand telehealth services under Medicare. So AADE was very fortunate to be one of the original endorsing organizations of the Connect for Health Act. This was introduced at the end of October, and we joined about 120 other groups, so really strong support for this legislation. This uh, was a bipartisan bill, and it would allow the Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services to waive some of the telehealth restrictions during national emergencies, disasters, public health emergencies. It would allow the secretary to establish a model to test allowing additional health professionals like physical speech or occupational therapists, nurses, um, registered nurses, LPNs, social workers, and others to provide telehealth under Medicare and many other provisions. So it really looks at expanding the telehealth services 
and how they're provided under the Medicare program, which is pretty restrictive right now. So we're really excited to be part of that conversation. We know telehealth is an important issue for many of our members and that there is a strong interest in advancing some of these telehealth proposals. So we also have a letter and a call to action on the Legislative Action Center on our website about this bill. I would encourage you to go take a look at the letter, take some action, talk to your members of Congress about this bill as well, because just hearing the voice of the provider community will really move the needle in terms of building support for this legislation. And I touched on a few provisions, but there are many, many more. I think there are 14 or 15 provisions in the bill. So really trying to make a significant impact on how telehealth services are provided. Finally, um, of interest to everyone may be that the National Clinical Care Commission is set to meet next Friday, November 22nd in Bethesda, Maryland from eight to four. And this was an entity established by Congress in 2017 bringing together researchers, public health experts, physicians, non-physician providers, patient advocates, and others to look at the federal policies and programs related to diabetes and other related diseases. And so they wanted to look across the federal government to see how is diabetes care being provided, both directly and indirectly? How could it be improved? What, what are we doing well? Where are the gaps? and to make some recommendations to Congress after three years of gathering data and determining what recommendations to make. So the commission just ended their first year, they're entering their second year, and they're in the process of developing a survey to send to these different federal agencies to assess how they, are, how they handle diabetes services and programs and care within their specific agency. And once the commission collects that data, then they'll be able to make some recommendations, analyze the data, and then uh, refer that back to Congress in their final report. And I did want to give another shout out to Jasmine Gonzalvo, who is one of the 12 non-federal members on the National Clear Care Clinical Care Commission, and she is a well-known diabetes care and education specialist and is helping to bring the perspective of the diabetes care and education specialist to the National Clear Clinical Care Commission um, as a key part of some of those policy discussions. So we look forward to hearing from the National Clinical Care Commission. If anyone's interested, those meetings, I know they're long, it's a eight hour meeting, but they are broadcasted via webcast if people are interested in signing up to um, participate and observe. And there's a rolling comment period as well. So if you have a comment you'd like to share about something that's working or not working, then you're welcome to submit that to the National Clinical Care Commission. And anyone with questions on how to do that is welcome to email me kthomas at aadenet.org and I'd be happy to answer any questions. So as I wrap up, I just wanted to get into a few more AADE related updates, letting you know where to find the information that we talked about today. First off, I had mentioned our public policy forum that took place in May. I'm very excited to announce that we have announced the date for the next public policy forum, our 2020 public policy forum. This will take place back in Washington, DC, May 18th and 19th, 2020. We had such a positive response and we made such a difference during our last public policy forum that we wanted to do this again next year and include even more diabetes care and education specialists. 
So the information is available on AADE's website. Typically, an invitation is extended to each of the state coordinating bodies, and we welcome everybody from their state to attend or one person per state to attend. Um, so please talk with your CB leaders if you're interested or interested in taking an advocacy role within your state. As I said earlier in the podcast, I encourage AADE members to subscribe to the Advocacy Forum on my AADE network for more updates and information. Look for some of our advocacy articles in AIP, the Forward e-newsletter, and on social media. We're thanking our congressional supporters of the Expanding Access to DSMT Act on Twitter, so please pay attention to that and tweet at your members of Congress to thank them or ask for their support. It's a great tool, as you know. Um, and then finally, AADE does, I would say on a quarterly basis, advocacy town hall meetings where they're open calls. We do updates similar to these. People ask questions, they share updates from their own states or uh, whatever other information they'd like to include. So I would invite all of you to join us for our town hall meetings. Those can be, the dates for those will be posted on the advocacy forum on my AADE network. And they're just a great way to have a discussion, ask those questions that might you might be afraid to ask otherwise, and connect with other state advocates and those interested in advocacy. So that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed this update and we look forward to talking with you more on the advocacy forum and through some of our other advocacy channels.